Thank God for you. God bless you. I hope you're ready. I was going to wait and share some of these things on Sunday, but they just, they're so big on, on the inside of me and growing. I want to get them out to you today. So let's open in prayer, get your books, get your Bibles and get ready. Lord, thank you now. Uh, Lord, we make a choice today. We choose you today. We choose life today. We choose blessing today. We choose health and healing today in Jesus mighty name. And I pray today, Lord, uh, a, a blessing over everyone watching and listening. I pray for help. I pray hopes restored today in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Well, amen. God bless you once again. Uh, I've been talking about, if you've been in the church services, I've been dealing with spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now, you the reference for that is 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 20 and 23, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. And you can go look at that again uh, in your private time and study that. You're a three-part being. Uh, there's three parts that make up you. Now, a lot of people for years have seen the, the man, especially in certain denominations, uh, in two parts. We usually lump man into spirit, soul, and then flesh, body. So the spirit and soul we've lumped together for years incorrectly, ungodly, or, or, or you know, not correct concerning the word of God. And then we've just said, all right, and then he's got a flesh body with bones, so on and so forth. Well, the Bible deals about, uh, talks about a man in three parts. You are a spirit first. That's, that's what makes you you. What makes you you is not your flesh and your emotions and opinions and so on and so forth. What makes you you is the spirit. Now, your, your spirit has been given a soul. So your, your spirit soul is the individual part of you. It's what makes you you. It was, what, what, it's what makes you individually you. It's what gives you your only fingerprint. That's your soul. But that's not who you are. You are a spirit, and your spirit has a soul, uh, meaning you got a personality. You have opinions. You have you know ideas, you know, your little quirks about you, and so on and so forth. But I, I want to deal with it in just a moment. We know... I want to deal with how to build up your soul, because a lot of times we think we need to build up our spirit, but really we need to build up our soul. Uh, we need to we need to fix our soul man, not our spirit man. In the last several weeks at New Way Church, we've been dealing with when you're born again, the Bible says you've been quickened or, or your spirit's gone from death to life. So it, it, your spirit's not like a, a gradual uh, you know, from death and it goes higher and higher, and higher to life. No, it's like a flick of a switch. You're either off or a hundred percent on a hundred percent off a hundred percent on. And when you came to the cross and, and met Jesus Christ, what got turned on is not your soul, but your spirit. And, and now that your spirit's alive, it's a hundred percent live. It, it has the full capacity when you get born again, that quickening uh, uh, presence of God or, or uh, experience with God has given you the full capacity, the full ability uh, to act and operate on a God scale or God level. Uh, so we don't need to disciple our spirit. You don't need discipleship in your spirit. No, that's reserved for your soul. Now, I want to go through a, a few scriptures here. The first one is Acts. Uh, chapter 1 verse 8 it says but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be a witness unto me both Jerusalem and Judea Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth now when you hear that word power that power is in your spirit 
it's not locked up in your spirit. No, it's it's full and available, but it's in your spirit. Uh, your spirit is full of power. Your spirit is the place of power. It's the place of authority. Uh, your spirit is the part of you that receives miracles from God first. Your spirit is the part of you that gains uh, faith revelations first. Uh, you conceive in your spirit realm. Uh, you hear scriptures, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God, not in your mind. A lot of people try to receive faith in their mind and keep it in their mind of long. No, no, you can't conceive in your mind. You can learn in your mind, but you have to conceive in your spirit. Uh, that's why a lot of Christians are so frustrated is they try to conceive and, and, and operate in faith in their mind or into in the intellectual realm, and that's not the spirit realm. And spiritual things are spiritual, and the Bible says that a flesh man or a carnal man alone without the spirit, it's impossible for him to understand these spiritual things. You have to be spiritually alive. So the place of power is your spirit. Go ahead, uh, say that with me. I don't know where you're watching from today. But say, my spirit has been quickened. My spirit is the place of power. My spirit is the place of miracles. My spirit is the place where I conceive uh, faith or, or the supernatural or the abilities of God. That's in your spirit, man. Then you have to convey it into your soul. So let's go now into Ephesians because I want to get these quickening spirit uh, uh, scriptures to you. And they're very important that you have these scriptures that you build a foundation of the word of God, that the things that we're saying are ju just not ideas or the opinions of man. So in the second chapter of Ephesians, the Bible says, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in the times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the power, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Uh, so the word quicken once again is you went, the switch, your spiritual switch went from off to on, uh, from zero to full. So you don't have to grow your spirit up. This is the point I'm trying to make is your spirit is ready. The Bible says that it talks about your flesh being weak, but your spirit is ready. It's willing. It's able. Amen. Now, a lot of people have asked me, how do I build my uh, soul? Like if my spirit's, uh, you know, 100% and I continue to sin, even after I've gotten quickened, why do I continue to sin? Uh, how do I stop sinning or how do I build that part of me? Well, I'm going to give you the answer, but I want to I want to give you another uh, scripture real quick here in the oh Second Corinthians. I hope you're still with me there. Hang on. Hope you invite someone and, and, and involve other people on this now. In the Second Corinthians fifth uh, chapter, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, this scripture confused me for years because I read it in, in ignorance or I was taught in ignorance. Uh, uh, when I got born again, I didn't feel like a new creature. I still was struggling with sin, still struggling with old habits, uh, still, you know, feeling, feeling different somewhere on the inside of me. The best I can describe it at that point, uh, flashback, you know, 30 something years. Uh, but I still had the same things I dealt with before Jesus Christ. I was still dealing with now th it was a little different, but there was still that, uh, that fleshly or, or sin effect. Well, uh, when we understand this, that I became a new creation in Christ, 
that my spirit was recreated, not my flesh, not my soul. If you're going to lump two things together, you'd be better off lumping your soul and your flesh suit together, your body, uh, rather than your spirit and your soul. Because uh, your spirit's pure before the Lord. Uh, the Bible talks about God comes and lives on the inside of you. He, you are a temple. Well, your body, in a sense, is a temple, but he deals with your spirit, not your flesh, not your flesh suit. That doesn't impress God. That was created out of the dust of the earth. But in this new recreation through Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, uh, you became a new creature, a born-again new being. For the very first time, society or humanity had this new creature. Then I even like in Hebrews chapter 1, what, what angels say is they marveled and said, what is this man that thou art mindful of him? That thou visits him, talks to him, has you know discussions with him, and on and on. Even the angelic hosts of heaven are just uh, blown away at this creation's new creation. So uh, back to my question. Now, if your spirit's a hundred percent, your spirit's full, but I'm still sinning. Why and how do I catch up to? How do I get this soul man on the same place as the spirit man? All right. Let me make some reference. Acts two one through four. Uh, and remember this, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, the disciples had issues. They, they weren't doing uh, mighty works. Jesus continually reminded them that you had lack of faith, lack of faith, lack of faith. Oh, the little faith, little faith. And Jesus himself only began to do miracles after his spirit was quickened and after the Holy Spirit came into his being, and that is found in Matthew chapter 3. When John the Baptist was baptizing, he said, the one that comes after me is mighty than I whose shoes I'm not worthy to buckle. Uh, he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire whose fan is in his hand. So, uh, and then we know he got baptized. He hovered over the water. God spoke, or the, the Holy Spirit took on the form of a dove and, and uh, hovered over him or, or came down from heaven into him uh, so that people could see the presence of the Spirit. And then God said, this is my son whom I am well pleased. Now, th at that point in time, Jesus started doing miracles because the spirit man was alive. All right, let's let's flash forward. Acts 2, 1 through 4, the promise of the Spirit, the birth of the new church. Uh, the day of Pentecost there, one place, one accord. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled the place where they were sitting. It appeared to them cloven tongues as a fire, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance or the words to speak. All right, once again, this is in your, your spirit, man. But what I want to point out here is tongues. They begin to speak in other tongues. Now, go with me. I, I could recite these, but I want to take you through the scripture. Go with me into 1 Corinthians uh, 14. 1 Corinthians, actually, chapter 14, uh, verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but unto God. For no man understandeth them, how be it? In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now drop down to four, same chapter four. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesy edifieth the church. All right, the word edifieth is, is the root word is edifice, which our modern language means to build one up. All right. Now, let me give you one more scripture and I'll reveal this to you. Uh, you better hold on here because I'm going to give you something really good. In the uh, Jude, the, there's only one chapter here. 
in the 20th verse. It says, but ye beloved build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy ghost. All right. So we see two different places here that you build yourself up in the Holy ghost. Now, let me ask you this question. We're talking about how do I build my soul up? How do I catch up to my spirit? We know our spirit's 100% ready. It's full of God. It, has, it is the spirit of God. According to the Corinthians, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that the authoritative exousia and dunamis spirit now lives in you, full, ready, uh, the extreme ability. Uh, now, how do I catch up in my soul? How do I get my soul sharpened disciple? Now, according to the scripture, when you pray in other tongues, you got to catch this today. When you pray in other tongues, you don't build up your spirit. Your spirit's already built up. So when I pray in other tongues, I build up my soul. Amen. So, uh, Pastor, how, uh, how do I grow in mature uh, spiritually. Well, we know you gain knowledge by hearing the word of God, by studying the word of God. That's how you gain knowledge. You gain information. You gain insight. But that knowledge and information you gain is, is not going to do anything uh, without the spirit's presence. So that knowledge information gets into your spirit, and the Bible says you build up your soul by praying in the Holy Ghost. So I'll tell you this, if you want to get stronger and stronger in faith, now I'm not talking about in, in using faith to obtain things, I'm talking about you want to build up your soul, man, to where, to, uh, to where sin leaves you, and, and sin gets further and further away from you, and sinful habits go from you, you're going to have to pray in other tongues. According to the scripture, once again, when I pray in other tongues, I edify, edifice, build myself up, not your spirit. I'm building my soul up or, or I'm uh, uh, operating in the supernatural realm of God and I'm recreating what's in my spirit in my soul. Come on now, say amen to this. You, you say it's that simple? Yeah, it's that simple. The more you pray in tongues the stronger your soul is going to get. The more you pray in other tongues, I'm not talking about uh, uh, you know, natural languages or a learned language. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost uh, downloaded language. Tongues is a Holy Spirit, supernatural, downloaded language that bypasses your brain, gets into your spirit. You pray it out of your spirit, out of your carnal mouth, but as it comes out of your carnal mouth, the Bible says now you're charging your being up your natural being, your soul and your flesh is being charged up. Uh, you, you, you're creating this uh, spiritual being in your soul. Your soul appetites will begin to change. Your soul desires will begin to change. Uh, the, 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 the appetite you had for the world will begin to diminish as you pray in other tongues. And you're going to build up this severe believer when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost a, a lot, as much as you can. Uh, Paul said here, if you even go into the uh, later on in that chapter, he says, I pray in tongues more than ye all. Now, I know he says if you're in a, in, a, in a sanctuary or in a corporate setting that you'd rather prophesy. Well, prophecy is just a tongue and interpretation of tongue. And when you prophesy, you're now building other people's soul up. Remember, spirit doesn't need to be built up. It's full. You're building up 
other people's soul. You're sharpening their soul. Uh, you're changing the appetite of the soul. Uh, come on now. When this went off on the inside of me late last night and early this morning, uh, I, I just feel a, a, a leaping within my spirit to understand now and to get things uh, lined up with the word of God. Oh, glory be to God forevermore. Can someone say amen? Oh, how can I end this? I think we're about out of time. Um, let me end it like, like this. If you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, you ask God. That comes from God. Everything that we do doesn't come from man. It comes from heaven. So you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. So you ask Jesus to baptize you in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of praying in other tongues. That's, that's one operation, not two separate operations. You get baptized in the Holy Ghost and pray in other tongues together. You don't receive your tongues. You, don't, you didn't get the Holy Spirit and not your tongues. No, that's one package. So when you ask for it, say, Jesus baptized me in the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of praying in other tongues. I hope I helped you. Uh, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you uh, and get to spread the word out. Amen. Leave some, I don't know, leave some little messages or something, some thumbs up. Until next time, I truly love you. Thank God for you. And I love these days. Amen.